in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another brand new episode of Topic Thunder. Here from the Top Ten, I am John Roca. And I am Matt Nost, and this is a show that we do for our patrons over at patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10. They send in whatever they'd like us to talk about, and we answer them as they come in. We do not know what they are beforehand, and uh, I believe it is my turn to start. Please take it away. So this comes from Dale Varley Jr. He says, Jen, I hope this message finds you well. Maybe by the time you get around to this one, John will have come out of retirement. Join the senior league. (laughs) Seems more and more likely with every passing day. All joking aside, here are my questions. Is there a novel that either hasn't been adapted into a movie or TV series or one that has already been adapted that you'd like to see a remake of? So we'll go ahead and start there. What? Oh, we'll just start there? Uh, yeah, why not? And then we can just read the second one after we finish this one. You know, uh, for the longest time, it was um, The Alienist. And then that TV series came out, um, which I enjoyed for the most part. Um, so it's tough for me, though. I mean, because I guess I would default to some uh, Richard North Patterson novels. There are a bunch of Richard North Patterson novels that I really enjoyed reading. It's a bunch of lawyer fiction in the mm-hmm. realm of Grisham, but I would say a cut above Grisham. As much as I've enjoyed Grisham, I think Richard North Patterson does an excellent job with his uh, books that are stellar. Um, but my number one choice is Andrew Vacus. I've said this before on the show a hundred times uh, when people have asked this or other shows. Andrew Vacus, V-A-C-C-H-S. S, I think it's two S's. I can't uh, encourage people enough to read his stuff. If you're into following a guy a private eye who's got like um, uh, a, a pretty tough history in his past, uh, being an orphan, being raised in in uh, in foster homes and in the juvenile detention system, uh, falling in with a bunch of people who are streetwise and street weary, setting up a, a system and a code and a kind of environment for him to function in, and he tracks down people who commit sex crimes in New York and. Uh, it's it's the hard boiled detective, but set in modern times, and it's something that I thoroughly, thoroughly love. And it pulls no punches. And it's pretty graphic, um, and I know there have been adaptation adaptation possibilities. Uh, I've spoken with the author over email numerous times to try to see what the how much the rights would be to buy a couple of his books to turn into screenplays, to possibly turn into movies. Uh, and, uh, it has never come to fruition in either case. So it's an unfortunate situation, but flood is the, is the first book. And that's the one that people should start with, get on to Shella. And then there's a bunch of other books that are just fantastic. So that's my number one choice is, um, starting from the beginning flood by Andrew Vacus. Um, I mean, given the state of the world right now, there's gotta be some sort of Tom Clancy book. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they could easily be turned into. A series or it's a rainbow six or something like yeah. that. Although that's a, 
a video game. I mean, you have the Jack Ryan series, but I was, I wasn't that big a fan. Right. No, I tried that one for a couple episodes. He, he just, I don't buy him as that care. I really, nothing against Krasinski. Just don't buy him, man. I, yeah, I don't buy the story of yeah. it. Everything seems convenient and I, I don't know. And it, I didn't never got into it. So I feel like there's, there's something there that could be done. Obviously it yeah. won't anytime soon. Um, I always liked the book of Confederacy of Dunces and I figured that could be an easy movie translation. Is that PJ O'Rourke? Is that who that is? I can't remember. I read it 20 yeah, years ago. That's a great one. Good reference, man. Um, but it's one of those, like, it gets a lot of hype and then you read it and it goes one of two ways. You either don't buy the hype or you totally get it. And the author's got a crazy story where he wrote this and then died and his mom took the book around and chopped it. Um, and ends up being, in a lot of people's estimation, one of their favorite books of all time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, you know, crazy that it comes out. Now, maybe you do something like, uh, uh, end of tour where you, it's like a oh, behind yeah. the scenes type of, but right. I think it's an easy translation. I know that there have been projects over the years that have tried to get that movie made. Right. Um, I'm just surprised that we've gotten no iteration. Like I want to say David Bowie was attached at one point. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, that was, I mean, the long gestating devil in the white city. Oh yes, right. You've mentioned that one before. Yeah, that's easily a TV series. Yeah, a one season TV series, but a TV series nonetheless. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's still listed. Last I checked on Scorsese's IMDb page, <laughs> still something he wants to do. Yeah, it's still in you know production turnaround hell type of thing. Where yeah, he owns the rights to it and would like to do it. Um, so I'm trying to think what else has been uh, adapted. I mean, I, I'd like a, another shot at Eternals, <laughs> even though I, I never read it. Yeah. Uh, there's got to be a better movie in there somewhere. <laughs> That's fair. That's absolutely fair. Um, yeah. But yeah, I never read the comics. Uh, I don't know when that timeline started. Uh, just they... credit John Kennedy Tool is the name of, uh, the author for okay. uh, Confederacy of Dunces. I, I got confused with, um, <laughs> the future work. Yeah. Um, well, that was a nice, yeah. When, when did Eternals just out of curiosity, do you know when it came into existence? What do you mean? The, uh, well, I mean, it's obviously a comic book series. Yeah. Um, is it one of those like from the sixties, they introduced the characters and uh, really fleshed it out? Yeah. The first, uh, issue came out in 1976. There you go. Uh, created by Jack Kirby. That was their first appearance. But of course, you know, if you, I don't know if anybody can see from behind me, but yeah, the, Neil Gaiman version is out there. There's a bunch of versions of Eternals that are out there for people to read who, you know, kind of exploring the story or rebooting the story or what have you. So sure. I mean, I, I think a lot of people would like, and did you, I mean, did you hear Chloe Zhao? She came out in, in an interview and she was saying how, Oh, you know, we just kind of broke the system and people weren't ready to accept that. It's like, we, no, it's just not a good movie. And you made a boring movie. There yeah, is no system to be broken here. That's the frustrating part of this is like, is this, is, do you really believe this or is this brand saving? Is this you trying to say, I'm it still is. a viable director. You guys just didn't get it. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's like Elizabeth Banks with Charlie's Angels. Oh, Lord. Yeah. 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 Although that was infinitely worse to me. Yes. Uh, well, only. Yeah, only because I read more of the quotes that she was, I didn't know about, uh, you know, any of the Eternals backlash from the creators. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I assume there would be just because it wasn't received as well as, like, 
is that the, I think that's gotta be the poorest reception for a Marvel movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, it's, it's, uh, the worst one, worst rated, worst, worst rated one on the critic side. And I think worst one on the audience side as well. So. Man, I think she, the audience she, is even more forgiving than I would have. But yeah. She was talking to Empire and she said, when people have that feeling like they need to put order into things, they need to understand it by putting it into boxes. It is not about us. It is about them. And I say that lovingly because they have a level of comfort with how their entertainment and their world, their beloved Marvel or their beloved indie filmmaker functions. That's the order, the logic of their world that's being disturbed. So I appreciate their passion to try to make sense of it. That is absolutely ridiculous <laughs> to say that somehow we all just don't yeah. fucking get it. And well, we, just, we just, we just want our Marvel and our prepackaged such horseshit. Cause then the inherent um, point of that, Matt, is she's saying that every director who's come before her has basically made a prepackaged product. Yeah. That's like Ikea. They just got the instructions and put it together. Yeah. Oh, I, I think it's so insulting and a bit arrogant to say shit like that. You know, I don't give a yeah, fuck what other gender is. I, uh, to me, it's like, it's irrelevant to gender. Anybody no. can say that is, is cocky or arrogant. You, you made, you made a mediocre movie. Yeah. Just own up to it. I love the, it's not us, it's you. Yeah. Okay. I say well, that lovingly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah fuck off. <laughs> and if you think it's a gender thing, I watched Zero Dark Thirty again last night just cause I was like, ah, oh, God, I'd like to see that movie again. Yes. Catherine Bigelow, you know, crushed that movie. Yeah. Right. Like I, I don't, I don't just make a good movie. I, yeah. That's all. That's all we want. There are plenty of female directors who've challenged us and yeah. taken us out of our boxes and had us enjoy their work. So, you know, you just made a bad movie or a divisive movie. And 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 you know, um, what's his face still defends the Last Jedi and more power to him. Ryan Johnson still defends. There are plenty of people who hate that movie and plenty of people who like that movie. Yeah. He but made a dog think, shit movie. Yeah, I always think it's a danger it's, to insult the audience. Yeah. Dog shit. It's, it's, Eternals was boring, but it's not bad. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan made something, in my opinion, that is it is terrible. First forty five minutes are absolutely terrible. Yeah. And then, and oh, then it's better, and then it falls apart. Yeah. The Monte Carlo stuff. Oh yeah, the Canto the, shit. Oh yeah. Yeah. The uh, Rose and Boyega are now. Yeah. A yeah. thing. Why is that? He's been pining. You know. For Ray, for right, right. a movie and a half, what, he's just pivoting suddenly that, that this was his love. Yeah, there's uh, an, for me, there's an, I don't know if that was, you know, there's a lot of rumors that it was Disney executives who told him to make that change. And they, and certainly with Disney taking so much shit over the don't say gay bill and, and seeing all the, all that shit coming out, you can't argue that it was probably them who said, Hey, let's not have an interracial romance as our lead romance. And let's move him over to a woman of color. To an Asian woman. Quite possibly. And, and let's have, uh, Ray just hook up with Kylo. And so it's a bad look, man. It's a bad fucking look. And certainly Boyega said on numerous occasions that they were the ones that were supposed to be the romance in the, in that Star Wars trilogy. So, you know, I would have believed more of a pivot to Boyega and, uh, Oscar Isaac. <laughs> certainly that was in play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they had a bond. You could see it. Maybe yeah. that comes to fruition more than let's just create a new character out of whole cloth. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then suddenly you're, she's, you know, saving one another and yeah, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, neither here nor there. Right. Uh, in regards to the question. Um, yeah. I would love the, I, I've said it before, the one Star Wars series I want is Darth Vader, but there's a good comic book run yes, about Vader hunting Jedis. Yeah. yeah. Turn that right into a TV show. 
uh, and does crazy. I, I've realized they probably want to get away from, you know, certain aspects of the Skywalker trilogy and not everything needs to happen around this one family. Right, right. But you've created a few, you know, truly iconic characters. Might as well take advantage of them. Although I did like that story that Darth Maul was written out because Ray is rightly persona non grata. Uh, but yeah. it sucks because I was kind of holding out hope. Oh, does Maul come in at like the end of the season to yeah. say, here's what's coming in season two. And just like, well, that's not happening. Although why they can't just recast the actor entirely. Yeah. It's, yeah. I don't know. Give him Sam Witwer's voice and another actor's face or something. I, who knows? Absolutely. Uh, I just think they wanted to focus more on Vader and maybe the Ray Park thing had something to do with it. Uh, you know, um, uh, fellow nerd pal, Michael Vogel re- rejects. Dork my, dude. Yeah, dork dude rejects my theory because he's like, there's no way they were thinking about that. And I'm like, well, that's possible because the controversy happened in 2020 and they were building out Kenobi back in 2020. So it's very possible they're like, oh, we don't want to deal with this shit. Let's yeah. move away from Maul. Let's focus on Vader. I mean, there's no way that's that, that you can't say that isn't a possibility until you know, you really put everybody under a polygraph and find out for sure. But, you know, for me, that's, that's, you can't remove that from the conversation as a possibility. And I'm pretty sure Kathleen Kennedy could pass a polygraph one way or the other, you know? <laughs> that's probably true. I think all the great producers could pass a polygraph one way yep. or the other. Doesn't they, matter what answer, a question yeah. you ask them, they can give the answer that needs to be heard. And, that's believe, right. you know, they'll believe it. Because you need to believe it. Exactly. And they yeah. will talk themselves into it because they need to keep making their money. Yeah. Well, it's not a lie if it's the reality we need to create. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, that logic makes no sense, but okay. And I, I don't know that about her specifically. Oh, but okay. yeah. Saying overall. Yeah. yeah. Producers in general don't have the best of reputations no, in this town. No. no. Agreed. Um, Producers. So, <laughs> all right. His second question then yeah. is. Yeah. Um, likewise, is there a comic graphic novel or storyline that you'd like to see adapted? Thanks for the entertainment fellas. Dale Varley Jr. Dale Varley. Um, my number one answer is, um, the league of extraordinary gentlemen. I, I, I did not like, I, you know, I initially liked that movie, but the more I've watched that movie since it really does date and it becomes terrible the more you watch it. And so for me, a hundred percent the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen because it's such a brilliant idea. And we did get a version of that in Penny Dreadful, kind of. So there is like some element of that there. But hey, that ran for what? Three seasons or two, two or three seasons. So it's possible. And certainly there's a, there's a taste for it. So I think if you were to adapt League of Extraordinary Gentlemen with a better director, better cast, nothing against that cast, but a, a cast that isn't a bunch of nobodies and some TV actors and Sean Connery, then yeah, I would absolutely be down with seeing a better version of League of Extraordinary Gentlemen because I still think those old classic novels are taught in schools. People still discover them. People still talk about them. Yeah, and the um, the characters in that uh, the first version of League of Extraordinary Gentlemen in terms of the graphic novels is incredible. So I would like to see that uh, brought to life again, you know, as a series. To be honest with you, or or a, a really damn good movie. Yeah, I I'd pare down some of the options and or bring in different characters i mean the author of that basically just used public domain characters yeah um so there are other public domain characters like do we need dorian gray does anybody give two shits about dorian gray right 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 
Or the Invisible um, Man? Do you really need the Invisible the Man? The Invisible Man could work because, of the, you know, we just had the Invisible Man movie. It still has it some did. sort of pop culture cachet. That was about her, though, more than it was about him. True. So, yeah. yeah. But the specter of him yeah, is a right. good character to have. Right. Like the anonymous vampire woman. Well, just make it Dracula or something. Nina Harker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Turning or, into a vampire, yeah. Uh, uh, Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah. Jesse James. Jekyll and Hyde's a good one. Yeah. Everybody still remembers Jekyll and Hyde? Sure, sure. The, the, the guy though, Tom Sawyer, he was added. He was not in the original graphic novel. So he was added for the movie and it, it showed, it showed. And they were trying to appeal to American audiences by having an American guy in there. And so it just it didn't work at all uh, in so many ways. Um, and Connery was fine as Alan Quartermain, but you know. Shiniest turd in the pile doesn't mean it's a good pile. So, is there one? What about you? Is there a graphic novel for you, or a comic, or a storyline that you'd like to see adapted? Um, let's see the Craven the Hunter series in Spider Man. Well, that's coming. Oh, that's officially coming. Oh yeah, Aaron Taylor Johnson is playing. Oh, Craven. that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They've cast um, a few people now. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just brought up the Vader. Sure, but that's um, also coming as a, a version of it in Kenobi because Vader's in Kenobi and they're yeah, hunting the Jedi. Not in the same that, thing. Oh. I just wanted to follow Vader. That's all I want. Is you the just bad want guy centric stories? Yes, I want Jedi. to follow Vader to see him how he deals with running this massive like being boots yeah. on the ground. Yeah, for the Emperor and actually out there doing all the fucking work. Um. And to see a bad guy win and win and win, if there's any kind of internal struggle there, does he still have visions of Padme, uh, or Obi-Wan or his former life? Like all of that, that I would love to, to find that stuff out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah. not in a midichlorian type of way, you know? Right. Right. It's, if there is no answer, that's fine. If there's no answer, let's just move on to another question. Yeah. Fair point. Um, let's see what others. Because most like the Batman series have either been turned into or been yeah. basically cobbled together and used for movies or there's a direct-to-DVD of it. So yeah. I think any of those are pretty much gone. And you assume the huge crossover at the end of this Marvel series mm. is going to be uh, – oh, what is that stupid where they have to fight each other on a separate planet? Secret Wars. Yeah, Secret Wars is coming. It's probably coming, yeah. I mean, we're getting Secret Invasion later on this year, I think. And so I imagine Secret Wars can't be too far behind down the road. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. And I liked Secret Wars. I'm trying to think of what other big comic book runs. Yeah, we did Infinity Gauntlet. We've done Civil War. Um, yeah. The McFarlane run on Spider-Man where he brings Lizard back, but Ooh. we've already used Lizard. I like the McFarlane run on Spider-Man. That was a great fucking run. Um, dude, great artists, man. Those great comic book artists. Fuck, man. They make all the difference. The story for me, as I've said before, the story could be half good or okay. And I'm still going to enjoy it because of the artwork. That's just mm -hmm. how I'm built, you know? Uh, I don't know. That's all I can come up with right now. I'm sure there's others that I'm forgetting, but it's also been. Yeah. Three and a half decades since I was religiously reading comic books. So. <laughs> Fair point. Yeah. 
Um, okay. Well, then, thank you, Dale Barley Jr., for that uh, question. Let's move on to uh, Noel Kelleher here. He says, hey, gents, first-time emailer. Hey, all right. Congratulations. Been with you guys from day one and a patron from day one also. Love the shows and the banter you have together. So my question is, if you could make a DC and Marvel mashup movie, what characters would you put together and what would be the premise for the movie? Cheers, lads. Noel from a stormy Cork City in Ireland. Oh, wow. Wow, Ireland. Well, happy St. Patrick's Day, Noel, as we're recording this. So thank you. That was the best I could do. Excellent. Um, Matt, Mar- uh, DC and Marvel mashup movie. What characters and what's the storyline? Um, let's see. What characters and what is the storyline? Hmm. So what if you paired up like the normal people? So you have mm-hmm. Batman and Iron Man and they have to like something happens to Superman and Captain Marvel and mm-hmm. they're not <clears throat> in their right mind. And the only two people that have game planned for this very specific scenario <laughs> are Batman and Iron Man. And they have to basically uh, not kill them, but stop them, confine them, and figure out what's wrong and convert them back over to being their normal selves. Mm. That's a good one. That's all I got. It's basically stealing that Justice League and adding Iron Man and uh, Captain Marvel to it. So there you go. Mm. And completely unoriginal idea presented <laughs> as a real idea. <laughs> Brought to you by Matt Nose. <laughs> yep. Matt Nose Productions. <laughs> um... I, I guess mine is Batman as well, but with Wolverine and maybe setting it in Elseworlds type situation where they're solving a crime, you know, where Wolverine, because he's a tracker, such a good tracker, there's a combo there with him and almost like a Holmes and Watson type thing, you know, with uh, Batman and Wolverine. Not that Wolverine would be some kind of second banana Watson type character, more of an active Watson, more of a, you know, going out there and trying to find out what he's trying to find out along with Batman to try to solve the crime. And we've seen the else worlds with him and Houdini. I think there's one with him and Holmes. There's one with him and Holmes. Yeah. So it could be fascinating to see one with him and Wolverine. And of course, Wolverine is the hairy guy. He's a smaller guy. He's got to carry the, maybe the hound's tooth cap there to cover. I know that Holmes usually wears it, but maybe he wears it in the scenario. Um, trying to solve this situation, you know, and, uh, yeah, solve a crime. Maybe the crime involving what, um, maybe a version of Brainiac back then with like one of those steampunk type computer type things. Um, okay. With who would, yeah, with, with the with a Magneto type, that could be interesting. Uh, maybe Magneto and Brainiac, two of the strongest uh, brains, certainly in in each of their universes, coming together here, trying to pull off some crime of the century or some way of like, killing a large majority of people, uh, and they have to kind of stop them. So I don't know. It's coming up on the fly. Just coming up with that on the fly. So. I love the team up. That's yeah. fun. Right? And yeah. It's combustible. It can it's go. a good pairing, yeah, uh, between the two uh, different personalities. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what about uh, Constantine and Doctor Strange? Oh, I and love they, that. Yeah, they have to fight 
uh, demons from a parallel dimension or something. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Or another mystic sorcerer who commands yeah. demons. That would be great. Or you could do Constantine and Thor and Loki has teamed up with the devil. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, you got to throw an Etrigan as some kind of playing both sides type character. That could be fun as hell. I love that idea. Um, Ooh, that's a good combo. Um, let's see. What about Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel? I suppose they could work together in something. Yeah. I like Wonder Woman and Wolverine too. Oh God. Yeah. I bet there'd be a romance there. Don't you think? Like a little possibly spark, a little spark. I don't say that it has to be. You don't have to have romance. No, it doesn't hurt though. It's believable. It could be believable. It is believable. Kind of late night, kind of cuddling up in the snow, trying to survive under a shed or something. Yeah. We, some, some happen. We've seen his softer side with Jean Grey over the yes, years. Yes. So he can turn off that, you know, animal nature of his. <laughs> or perhaps that's what drew her in. Who knows? Wasn't it Kamiko too? Am I wrong on that? His, uh, Mariko. Sorry, Mariko. Mariko is the one that he has the feelings for. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. So yeah, uh, that's possible. Yeah, okay, all right. I like this idea. Who I'm trying to? Who haven't we used? Because mm. like in DC, it's Superman. I think everybody else is a secondary character to me. Ooh, it's wow. Just, well, okay. Flash, uh, Cyborg. You could do uh, Flash Quicksilver. That could be fun. Two dudes that run fast? Who cares? Or Flash and maybe Flash and Scarlet Witch so that there's uh, like shades of the Quicksilver stuff, but he's a completely different type of approach to having that super speed and she's got to figure out how to work with him because he's not her brother and he has a different point of view and different way of using his True. powers. It could be interesting. But by that logic, you could also do her in the Martian. Martian Manhunter? Oh, yeah. that would be cool. Because he's closer to Oof. Vision. Dude, yeah. And then it's she upgraded, in my opinion, going from Quicksilver to Vision, even though that was her brother who passed. But yeah, yeah, that could be interesting for sure. Because Martian Manhunter has so much pain. Would she use that in a critical moment in order to save the situation? Um, yeah, I like that idea actually. Plus, he's he, you know in the comics he's played the dual roles of a human and. Martian Manhunter as well. And so would that be, would that come into play? That could be interesting. There's also the possibility because, you know, team up can go both ways. You could have like, uh, mm. Magneto and Lex Luthor <laughs> and they're teaming up Yikes. to take down the world. And then right. it takes, who you know, a menagerie of individuals from both sides. I think that's a dangerous matchup on so many levels because like, Yes, they're formidable together, but also they're both such adamant alphas and adamant believers in their point of view yeah. that it could lead to a lot of fun conflict between them and little asides or shade being thrown in the panels at each other. I think that's, that's brilliant. That could be a lot of fun to explore to see how they could possibly try to work together yeah. and then eventually screw the other one over at the critical moment to try to have their – More than uh, likely, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, to get there, they needed the other to help get to this point. Yeah. Yeah. To the last, you know, the Hillary step, and then they can get over the top and make it to Everest on their own. Right. right. Um, 
for you kids, he means Edmund Hillary, not Hillary Clinton. Just for you kids. I just want to make sure you guys understand. Well, I did say the top of Everest. So well, unless you know something about Hillary Clinton that I don't. I, I don't hope. take anything for granted anymore, Matt. So I like to explain these things. To well, you. you know, leave some things. To, you got to Google that shit. Look it up. Look it up. It's fine. You can't explain everything. Um, That's for sure. But yeah, this, oh. I mean, if you could ever get these two worlds to actually work together. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of fun possibilities. Obviously, it's never going to happen. Right, 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 right. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I never say never. And we've seen Sony share Spider-Man. We've seen the Marvel and Eternals reference Superman. So they made two or three DC references in Mar- in Eternals. So I don't know, man. Uh, you know, there, there's possibilities down the road that they're slowly opening the door to that I could see happening if they work out a deal, you know, um, to be able to have that uh, come to be. Who knows? Now they're opening the door to multiverses. Anything is possible. So, yeah, I got to assume it's like a who framed Roger Rabbit when they wanted Mickey and Bugs Bunny and Warner Brothers agreed so long as they both had the same amount of screen time. So yeah. It'd be something like that where sure, but right. same screen time and we split the profits. Yeah. It would have to be something like that. Absolutely. Yeah. But there'd be so much profit. I bet that movie would be the highest grossing movie ever made. If it was a good movie, a Marvel DC crossover could break 3 billion. I put money on it right now. I yeah. put money on it. And you're right with this multiverse. Both sides are doing this now with the Flash doing Flashpoint Paradox or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it doesn't have to be canon. It's just multiverse stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. like a one-off. Yeah, I'd be down. I mean, I think any comic book fan would be down. <laughs> as long as they did it right. That's the number one thing. Um, just, when you go to write the script, just what is going to make Martin Scorsese flip out the most? And you put <laughs> pen to paper and you get that up on the screen. You got to cast Robert De Niro as an old Magneto. <laughs> All his favorites, a CGI Don Rickles, kind of like Grand Moff Tarkin. And you spoke to the family and you got the rights from the estate and you brought him back. An old Joe Pesci is an old Wolverine. Old man Logan. <laughs> Joe Pesci is old man Logan. <laughs> sure. I can't imagine Pesci, Pesci signing off for any new projects ever, let alone something like this. Oh, anyway. <laughs> Whereas De Niro, I think you got a chance. Oh, please. I think you genuinely have a chance. You should have to put the zeros on the check. De Niro now. At this point, yeah. That guy Ooh. does. I mean, God bless him. I mean, bad grandpa. Give me a fucking break. Man. Just wants to work, apparently. Yeah, insane. He must owe a lot of money. Um, I, I suppose the um, Tribeca situation, he has to make that money. Once you, you, once you latch yourself onto a company, man, you, you no longer become this principled, idealistic actor who picks and chooses his work. You've got to do what you got to do to keep that thing alive, man. So you take where the paycheck is. Uh, but you don't lose credibility because, I mean, De Niro could show up at a Godfather or, sorry, in another, like, Mafia movie tomorrow, people would be all about it, you know, because yeah. first – Crazy as bad grandpa. I remember the one he most recent with the war, whatever it was with him and Morgan Freeman and those kids. Um, he was in the Irishman. So it's like, you know, you, for all the things you can say, he still fucking knows how to dial it in when he needs to. Um, yeah. Seems like he takes the other projects just to continue to work at this exactly. point. Exactly. I can't imagine it's about the money. It's just the, I'd rather be working 
Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Than sitting at home and doing nothing. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, there you go. That's our uh, episode of Topic Thunder. It's a good place to stop here. We're over 31 minutes. Thank you so much to everybody who's joined us. And thanks to all the patrons who sent in their questions, thoughts, and comments for us to answer. Remember, if you're $5 and above, this is a perk of yours uh, for uh, supporting us at that level for you to, that you get to send in questions, thoughts, and comments. And the email is on our Patreon. So if you want to go and look it up, you can look it up there. Um, and you can uh, send in stuff and please keep sending in stuff. You know, we're starting to get more questions, more thoughts and comments and stuff, which is great, but please keep sending them in. So we have even more in our coffers to get to. Uh, and this was fun. So yeah, thanks to everybody who sent in uh, questions. No Kelleher there from Cork city, Ireland or Cork County, Ireland. There you go. Yep. No. And Dale, thank you so much for sending in your questions and you uh, can join in um, fun over at mm. patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10. So please hit us up over there. You can follow the show at top 10 show all spelled out on Twitter. Otherwise on Instagram, YouTube is forward slash the top 10 podcast with the number 10. So please hit us up. We'd love to have you and you can follow me anywhere at Matt Nost. And you can follow me at the Roka says on Twitter and Instagram. Y'all take care of yourselves. Be well. And we'll talk to you next time with another brand new episode of topic. Thunder. Thunder.